0: The Sabotage brothers, John and Chris. Was this yeah. your last name?
1: <laughs> Hi, I'm John Sabotage. Nice to meet you. I sell life insurance. <laughs> this is my brother Chris. He works with <laughs> Millie doing pasta stuff. Oh, oh guys, come on.
0: Sabotage. <laughs> Sounds <It's> like a <laughs> Satan
1: thing or something. Sabotage.
0: Uh, there we go. We got to get past this? Or, <laughs> yeah, let's get past this. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> saboteur just touched me off for sabotage. Touched you, huh? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> so evidently, uh, Chris and John, Olivia. <laughs> the Sabotage
2: brothers. <laughs>
0: sorry. I'll shut up now. Sorry.
2: This
1: hey this is matt thank you for listening to metal nerdery you can follow us on the social media facebook and the instagram at metal nerdery podcasts you can also follow along with the show at metalnerdery.com slash episodes
0: i just put a salty nut in my mouth nerd out with us as adam <laughs> salts his mouth with nuts
1: <laughs> nutty saltiness
0: yeah, thanks for joining us again. We've got your uh, resident metal nerds in attendance, Matt, Bill, and Adam. Welcome, Welcome back. back. Pleasure to be here. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> Going back in time again to a different point in time in the metal nerdery time tunnel.
0: Because we're old.
1: <gasps> the first Metal Massacre compilation, which in the metal world is a landmark, I think, because it sort of showed the beginning changes of what was coming. Ie pre thrash that's gross too all that good stuff it is
2: gross hey before we start
1: you want to give uh, some shout outs to, oh yeah uh, to the growing metal nerdery world coalition that's probably not the name we're gonna call it but the growing metal nerdery uh, growing listenership strength in the air all over the world we got we got people listening <laughs> in the UK which is where Maiden and the uh, Churchill are from. Greece, Finland, Canada, Mexico, Chile, Brazil, all over the place. Thank you guys so much for listening and continue to spread the metal nerdery, yeah. wordery. It's just please,
0: pretty wild. Absolutely. People in Chile listen to us nerd out, so it's, it's pretty cool. I
2: wonder if they think those guys, are, those guys are so awesome. I doubt it.
0: I
1: think when they listen to the episodes, they're like, no, they are awesome.
2: Metal lives. They, get, they
1: all give all us kind it. of... C- commendations, I think, and kudos You might
0: listen to us for the uh, Just for the humor, I don't know
1: Honestly, I think it's more about content Guys, really, I mean, if you're looking at it I mean, you guys really have content But Anyway, back to the metal, ner- metal nerdery uh, Metal mask You don't even know what
0: yeah. you're talking about, Billy I mean, look, look, I just woke
1: up from a pasta carb hangover I'm, sorry, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm a little, little rusty, so
0: Talking talk about aside. content or condiments I mean, what are we talking about?
1: A, a little bit of both Hold, hold on, I think I got marinara in my stool. I'll be back in a minute. Sorry. <laughs> Gross. Okay. Be sure. What, is, what does directly? Napoleon have
0: to say about that?
1: <laughs> I have a feeling. Noise. Uh,
0: the
2: truth, there.
1: There you have it. Backside will look like Metal Blade Records uh, logo here after all this is said and done. But
2: I thought we were going to make it a whole episode.
1: Anyway, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you I thought wrong. <laughs>
0: So anyway, yeah, we are talking about the first Metal Massacre. Metal
2: Metal Massacre
0: 1. Which was the uh, kind of the precursor to Metal Blade Records. Uh, Kind of the brainchild of Brian Slagle. Evidently he had a kind of a metal fanzine going called uh, the New Metal Review.
1: Bless him for that.
0: Uh, Kind of got... Got to know a lot of the bands in the uh, the L.A. scene, from what I can tell, and kind of got the brilliant idea to put them all on a a record together, make a compilation. I guess you could say, in a way, that
1: Brian Slagle and Metal Blade was like the bug light to the moths that were 80s metal bands. What? Okay. Because that kind of, well, that kind of brought them <laughs> together, but... Presented the new face of metal because this stuff wasn't necessarily glam. You're all, all gonna stuff. die. I mean, what? It was. It was moving into the darker. Stay direction. away from the light. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I didn't mean that in a negative way. God. <laughs> what do you mean, Matt? That he's like bringing all these metal bands to come kill themselves? No, that's not what I'm
0: saying. No, that's uh, like some of these compilations and uh, like uh, you know. I guess I was I was a little bit too young at the beginning of this but you know back in that era the way bands got around before the internet was tape trading
2: yep you know networking in the community and tons of flyers right
0: right all over the place and uh so i guess he kind of got that vibe decided to put a compilation out and
2: the rest is history
0: yeah just kind of hit the world by storm
1: Oh, well, thank so, uh, you, Brian Slagle, for your contributions to the metal community. Commitments and kudos to you, sir.
0: Yeah, I guess one of the biggest, uh, I don't know how you want to word it, but the, uh, the band that went on to the most prominence. Uh, a little, uh, yeah. little band called Metallica. This was their first. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. This is their first real official release. Yeah, the, and, uh, and they weren't even a band at the time. Really, and it, and they and weren't was, a proper band.
1: No, and it was nothing like the final product that you heard on uh, "Kill 'Em All." It was a very early version. Just think, Metallica. I'm almost going to say Metallica hair metal. <laughs> That's what it sounded like to me. I heard it. I was like, "Oh my god, this sounds like if Metallica was like a hair metal band." Hair Metallica. Well, they kind of were ish,
2: ish early. You know, they were still in the garage. The garage. Yes. Not the gay garage, <laughs> but the garage. rage but yeah, it was
1: a different version altogether. But it was it was the beginning of what would become what we've grown to know as the Metallica of today.
0: Yeah. So this this I'm compilation, uh, you know, obviously Metallica. Everybody knows what they accomplished. Uh, they had some other artists on there that you know got signed to bigger labels. Kind of moved on. Uh, one of the first ones was Steeler.
3: Steeler. Steeler
0: which uh, had Ron Keel and Ingve uh, Malmstein in their ranks. <laughs> noodly, noodly. <laughs> noodly, noodly, Noodly. Uh They went on to sign with Shrapnel Records, which was a guitar shredder's paradise. Amen to that. Sorry, I've got salty nuts in my mouth again. All kinds of salty nuts going on here. Gross. Uh, I promise I'll swallow. Uh, a band that went on to much more prominence than Steeler was Rat. They were on the initial release... Then they got signed to Atlantic, and, uh, you know, we all know what went on with Rat. And Rat went on transformed
1: on. metal. I mean, you cannot forget Out of the Cellar. That was that was one of those albums I never got sick of
0: listening to over and over and over.
1: Because it was heavier than your typical 80s hair metal-ish kind of stuff. Good, good stuff.
0: Yeah, it definitely had a grittier grittier vibe to it. Uh so think yeah. to
1: changed your name, too. We'll talk about that in a minute.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, the, origin, the, the original... Yeah, that too. That oh, one. Man, that stuff is original, man. You never
1: hear <laughs> him shits before. It's
0: original. It's original flavor, man. Yeah. This the is original uh, metal nerd. The shit. first, uh, as I should say, the first pressing had one version of Hit the Lights. Uh, that was basically just Hetfield and uh, Lars. That was before Mustaine, anybody else, even before Ron McGovney was in the band. Before it's, drum uh, machines? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Wait, before what? the... Uh, Saint Angler snare sound Saint and everything. Angler. Bing, uh, bing. Is that yeah. a change machine. What is
1: that? So anyway, and that was what thirty-seven years ago. Oh my God, nineteen eighty-two. Get
0: back in the time tunnel. So anyway, it was an early version. <laughs> yeah, but when
1: you hear that version, because we were talking about this early on, when you first hear that version of "Hit the Lights," it's kind of like, ooh yeah but back then if we were kids it would have been like this is badass but looking through the reflection of time and what we know today it's like yeah yep but you appreciate it for what it is
0: yeah so that first version that headfield playing bass and a friend of theirs lloyd grant played uh, the guitar leads and by the time the second pressing around Pressing. I can't even talk now.
1: Pressing around. The
0: second pressing came around. Just
1: pressing around, dude.
0: (laughs) I guess Lars was good friends with uh, Brian Slagle, so he, uh, I guess they convinced him to let them put a second version, I guess a little bit better version, on the... uh, on that one, which had Mustaine on the uh, guitars.
1: Mm. That was the result of pressing around. That's <laughs> what you got to do, man.
0: Press around.
1: got to press around until you find the right
2: spot. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> <the> press around.
1: <laughs> you got to press around. That's original, man. No <laughs> <laughs> press around on original shit. So, yeah. Metal Masrakra. Wow, there were several pressings of that. Was how many in Trace? As we
0: have alluded to, there was, there was three.
1: Trace. Thrice. Try to keep yeah. up. Yeah. Sorry, soft intro, hashtag. (laughs) Hashtag soft intro. I'm not
0: sure which one it is, but it's close. Yeah, the first pressing had Steeler as the first band. Uh, The second pressing, they they had gotten signed, so they moved black and blue in. Hmm. And then the, so it was still 10 tracks. And then by the time the third pressing came out, Rat had gotten signed. So they just kind of pulled Rat off. And left it as a uh, nine track. Isn't that crazy? And at that point, Metallica still hadn't gotten signed. Yeah.
1: I guess that was super early, but... Well, I guess all those pressings were probably, what, like in, within the first year? It's like 81, 82. 81, yeah. But like they released one, say, in March, and then oh, the second one came out in like July, and then the next one maybe came out like in December. That's uh, a
2: good guess. I'm just spec- I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know for sure.
0: Yeah. On the... uh the original one, Metallica, was built with two T's.
1: One of those is silent.
0: Metallica. Mm-hmm.
1: And now it's become part of their thing. The T is silent over in the corner.
2: It's definitely uh, your early signs of metal. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, 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 on the way, it's on the way to thrash, but it's not quite there. And a
1: little more aggression, a little more attitude in the playing, even, even the riffs are more... Aggressive. Aggressive. They're original and aggressive. <laughs> Hi, this is Sean Connery. You're listening to original and aggressive metal nerdery stuff. I don't know where that went. It's crazy. A lot of shh going shh. on. There's
2: like a whole bag of shh. Be very, very Seriously? Quiet. <laughs> and we're moving on.
0: Yeah, it was it was definitely a kind of a weird spot for the development of metal. A needed spot though. As we know it because you know, like we had talked before, you had your earlier stuff, Sabbath, whatever, that kind of deal. Early priest, which was a little bit lighter. Definitely not as heavy as the
1: 80s priest that we know and love. Yeah. That so
0: really by the important. time this, this came around, you know, Sabbath had morphed into Dio Sabbath. Right. Yeah. Priest was coming out with Screaming for Vengeance, was a little bit more focused, a little bit heavier. Some hell-bent. This always kind of had the
1: feel, though, of like... Like whenever you go to the masquerade and you hear like bands warming up, like, you know, opening bands, it kind of had that same energy and that same sort of. just kind of underground swagger to it. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Sort of yeah. like they're doing something different that's off the
2: radar. Let's check this out. Yeah, I because mean, there was there was there was heavy guitar and stuff, you know, already on the scene, you know, even even some Van Halen stuff was was heavy. Yeah,
1: was, yeah but some of the vibe of that stuff was some of it was definitely 80s like you could tell even thinking back to that time in your life it just had the 80s vibe but you could tell there was something different that was coming oh yeah like in the riffs and even some cases the vocals yeah and of course tragically in some cases the vocals could make or break as always a band.
0: Oh, that's that's the case even today you know oh yeah You'll hear a band for the first time, oh yeah, this kick's ass, the guy starts singing and you're like click. Yeah. You know, for anybody.
2: You know. Right. You know, everybody's tastes are a little bit different and slight variation.
1: Yeah. But some of that I th- I think back in the day, if we were around in, like teeny boppers and going out to shows and stuff, I'm sure we probably would have checked out some of these bands, and been in that scene.
0: No, I mean if we were of that age and that out there in, in LA hearing all these bands, we'd have been into it. Oh yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. Even bitch
1: <laughs> I'll tell you one thing I'd have been into Alright 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 we're moving on now man. <laughs> Sorry about that This is Sam Elliott It's been a while Y'all enjoy the show I like the names though Like Sirith Ungal I mean that just That sounds like something a demon would chant While they're Cooking their pasta Or something
0: well, I'll tell you where that came from When we uh, when we get to it
1: Okay Actually it makes the pasta
0: A lot more tender
1: Thanks, Millie, for that pasta update. Moving on. Steeler.
3: Steeler. Steeler.
0: Yeah, so Steeler had Ron Keel. Love the logo. <laughs> and uh, the aforementioned, uh, not yet mentioned, Ingve Malmsteen on guitar.
1: Shredder extraordinaire.
0: This was before Ingve uh, Malmsteen's rising force. And also before it was known... What did he, he mean by donuts. rising force? I think his rising
1: hatred <laughs> towards donuts, I'm guessing. <laughs> or maybe his whammy bar. I'm
0: not real sure, but maybe it's, it's one
1: of those two. Maybe it, his knowledge of scales.
0: Yep. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Steeler, they put one album out, Shrapnel Records. Uh, in addition to Ron Keel and Ingve, for uh, for the other metal nerds, they had Greg Chason on bass, which was... The guy that played bass in Badlands for a while.
1: Hail to Craig Jason. He was an awesome bass player. Well, probably still is, unless he's died. But hopefully, he's <laughs> no, not he's died. still alive. Okay, cool. So still I think he still is. Awesome uh, he
0: works at a. He uh, works at some kind of guitar shop out in Vegas. Hmm. Vegas. Vegas, baby. Yeah, baby, yeah. Which means he probably still knows Jakey e. Lee, because that's where he lives.
1: I wonder if they get together and talk about Eevee a lot.
2: Like if he's a dick or not, or if he's a dick with donuts, or what I'm looking at here says that, uh, that Tim Morrison played bass. Dude, he was in the Doors, I think. That sounds way <laughs> off.
0: <laughs> right? Wasn't not it that so like Jim's brother? my cousin, Tim and Jim. Tim and Jim. One was in the Doors. One was in Steeler. Yeah. <laughs> right. Must have been the, the younger storm. brother. Must have been the younger brother. It must younger been. brother.
1: <laughs> the Doors and Steeler. Yeah, he was the he was the infant. <laughs> he was—he was the mistake that slipped through. <laughs> nice. He, he never lived up to Jim's Damn potential. Damn it, man! Sorry, that's brutal. He never lived up to Jim's potential. He was always in his shadow, like a rider on the storm. See how I tied it all together? <laughs> Very nice.
0: Looks like Tommy Aldridge on drums. Is it? No, but just, just kind of looks.
1: looks. Yeah, I guess I can kind of see that. Bass player looks like a combination of Nikki Six and like uh, dance bits.
0: That's what I was going to say. Dan Spitz. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird combination.
1: (laughs) Can't see Dan Spitz playing bass from All the Crew. That would be like this. That would almost be like a weird. I don't know if I could possibly fathom watching that. I feel like I'm hearing footsteps. (laughs) Is this studio haunted? Or is it the dogs? It's haunted. It's haunted. There we go. Now we're back to listening to Steeler on Radio 101.5
3: QRS.
0: Wow! Gotta that. i do that as soon as I wake up in the morning.
3: Wow!
0: It's gonna that, be a great day. That's after that <laughs> right. first cup of coffee.
3: <laughs>
0: Espresso.
2: Shoot him down with your metal. <laughs> my liquid metal. Fight my arpeggios. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do battle with my power chords.
0: Kick your ass with my E minor Figurian, uh, whatever. <laughs> Figurian?
1: That's a scale, man. Go take
3: music theory and figure it out.
0: No one listening.
2: hot metal right
0: there it?
1: yeah, yeah, it's hot metal it is. I feel like I should hate Reagan just for listening to this like in that moment I feel like in the eight, early 80s and
3: hating authority
0: because I love steel. here comes the widly widly He might have even liked donuts at this point, I don't know. (laughs) Before he got turned off by (laughs) him. Oh, subdued for a uh, Yngwie solo yeah that's it uh, not a lot of neoclassical
1: widly widly going mm-hmm. on oh wait yeah, there's another guitar music. solo
0: a little bit more gain on that one
1: it's probably a Marshall
0: yeah totally the other one's probably an ad peg or something <laughs> whatever now. all right There's
1: no neoclassical Sorry Yngwie didn't Find that till later Freaking Yngwie Yeah to me This is the beginning Of hair metal Oh yeah It's definitely got That hair metal feel to it Yeah It's kind of got That heavier than hair metal Maybe a little bit
0: Yeah it's It's not quite as Like polished You know what I mean Of course But like you're saying It it definitely is like The the foundation Yeah A little rougher-ish Absolutely And you can see Why they got signed I mean they had A good full sound Yeah You know Everybody was playing their parts, right? It wasn't right. plunking along. Steeler. <laughs> Steeler. Steeler. Steeler.
1: It's Exciter, doing a cover of Exciter. Sounding Exciter. It's
0: very Steeler. exciting.
1: Yeah, what if Steeler and Exciter would on yeah. tour together?
0: So after, uh, after <laughs> after Steeler, we have
1: Bitch. What an album cover that is. Damnation Alley, and it shows a picture of her cleavage,
0: her bitch tits.
1: <laughs> That's where the alley is. Actually, it's a little further south, but
0: yeah. So they were the uh, they were the first artist ever signed to Metal Blade Records. Definitely an interesting
1: oh, wow. sounding band. It uh, is an interesting uh, factoid that they're the first yeah. artist.
0: So they've been active ever since 1980. They they still do some shows here and there. Think they uh, really they put three albums out all on Metal Blade. I don't I don't think they do any recording anymore, but they play some some festival type Dance shows here and there. And there. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I guess it's <laughs> gotta but be the, cool uh, if they
1: had the first that, that they're known as the first artist who ever signed to Metal Blade. Carry that crib with them for a few more years. So the
0: yeah, the music with them is not really all that bad. It's just the the vocals as we had talked yeah. about before. Kind of a little bit of a lesser Pat Benatar kind of sound, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of like if Pat Benatar was
1: maybe a little hungover. Maybe I don't know <laughs> hungover Is that, Pat Benatar. Does that mean I don't? I don't maybe, mean maybe Pat
0: Benatar like. get got really drunk one night and woke up the next morning as bitch. Mm-hmm. Look, bitch, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but you sound like a
1: hungover Pat Benatar. Wait, what did you call it? Wait, you make that's a my heavy band. metal record. Wait a minute. Yeah, it had an interesting sound. I mean, musically, I've. I think I would have liked that at the time, but the vocals were a little,
0: Yeah, Yeah, they were They were playing the whole uh, S&M kind of thing. Right. Like yep. hardcore, evidently. Oh, yeah. they, they came to the attention of the, they were one of the bands that were on the PMRC's list. Which, which means you had to listen to it. Right, which <laughs> I think I read that the, the chick from Bitch actually was like, you know,
2: thank you. Thank free, you. free publicity, yeah. <laughs> ha ha.
1: Well, yes. people are going to worship Satan because of you. Ha
2: ha. <laughs> right. So, right. Yeah. Look at what Ozzy did. Oh, and he didn't do anything. They just... Thank just you, Tifford for, for making
1: down, the metal man. community actually explode with the whole PMRC movement. Thank you very much. Yeah. And yeah,
0: exactly. On. You don't want us to like this? Then fuck yeah. We like it even more. How about that?
1: <laughs> what are you going to do about that?
0: So, yeah, for the uh, compilation here, they had a track called Live for the Whip. <laughs> Whip.
1: Reminds me of that story we talked about on the Rock and Pod episode. Go back and listen to that. A uh,
0: uh, uh, uh. little Exodus. Yes. It's yeah. kind of a maiden vibe. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Absolutely.
2: the galloping guitars and
0: then and then hungover Pat Benatar comes in you just see him making the faces <laughs> <laughs> it just kills it I'm sorry it just kills it you
1: see shot hair of the dog something
2: it, you know, it's hard now in 2019. Right. But I think even in 1991, it would have been like. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little cringy. Our, you know, in our thrash heads, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, the vocals are just a little cringy. Can't help it. It's a little cringy. Yeah, I mean, like,
2: music,
1: music's not bad, right? Yeah. Give me the props to doing it, but. Yeah, the music is pretty good. But yeah, sorry if I never had better that a tour. Metal is a battlefield. I think you got shot down.
3: (laughs) So
0: sorry. Uh, Sav. And you are not young. Anyway. Next up on the uh, hit parade is Malice. Malice. They're famous for being the only band on the compilation twice. Hey, how about that? Uh, They were... Originally active from 81 to 88, and uh, evidently from 2006 until the present. Still carrying the torch. Very nice. Yeah, they have uh, put out three albums, one EP. Early on, they had a young guy named Dean Castronovo playing drums.
1: He's played with Tony McAlpine, the shredder. Just think hundreds of thousands for his drum prowess. Go
0: go check out some uh, Tony McAlpine Maximum Security.
1: Definitely go check that out.
0: It's a badass album just on its own, but uh, yeah, that guy played with Journey Ozzy Cacophony, who was uh, Marty Friedman, Jason Becker. Oh, yeah,
1: twin guitar action
0: for you, other guitar nerds. Uh, did some time in Social Distortion, Geezer, which was uh, Geezer's GZR band, and uh, from Sabbath, Steve I, other people, but uh, so he kind of went on to you know, further fame, I guess. It's like
1: malice kind of sprouted some well-known players over time.
0: Yeah, so from what I had read, everybody had said, you know, they, they dug the music, but they thought the guy was a Rob Halford kind of a ripoff. But I guess
3: uh,
1: as, so. as
0: we had discussed, to me, it's more of an early Jeff Tate. Definitely
1: way uh, more like me, not so much like Rob Halford.
0: Well, I mean, Jeff, you've you've had an influence on people that didn't even know who you were, right?
1: Of course, I influenced them with my hair. That's what happened.
0: <laughs> and, and your sunglasses?
1: Look at Rage for Order. That's all you need to know.
0: <laughs> your, your, your hair, your makeup, and your sunglasses.
1: It's a perfect package. <laughs> totally necessary.
0: It's a Jeff Tate package. But
2: my lips are real bad. Fucking true sayer. <laughs>
0: Napoleon, always on time (laughs) Thank you for that Hello Come back So uh, yeah, their first track on the Compilation was Captive of Light Give that Give that a spin
2: It's a double bass action it's groovy. It's pretty metal for 1981. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's pretty heavy. I would have loved it. So, yeah, yeah, I, would,
0: I would have even totally liked it. totally yeah, yeah. I still like the early Queensryche sound, so. Oh, yeah.
1: But that definitely sounds like early jet he has got a killer voice, man <laughs> He really does I almost wonder if he's related to the, Jeff Tate lethal, Or if he was in Lethal
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Or if he's related to Jeff Tate No, he's my cousin
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's the connection <laughs> Related to Jeff Tate Him and the guy from Lethal <laughs> one
2: great big thing. Unleashing
0: tree. the lethal lethality. <laughs> the lethal lethality. <laughs> <right. laughs> it's right.
2: This is on par with early Maiden, you know? It's kind of got, got that feel too. As it. far as them... It sort of has as far like as a maiden, the music and the heaviness and the Yeah. It's raw and it's, yeah. you know it's almost what I'm got saying? like a maiden priest queens right. It's of underground just like the early maidens were, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's what yeah. it that's that's what it feels like to me anyway. Yeah,
0: I can I can see why initially they uh they kinda took off, you know?
2: Yeah. So see.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's tape.
1: Screaming from the balls, the Jeff Tate vocal method,
0: out now. Scream from the balls, out now. Cross. Scream from the balls. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but you remember he used to do that whole
1: singing. What was it like? Uh, some metal method, like you know, learn to be like the metal singer or something. And I always show like a picture of Jeff Tate, like with a microphone, like he's about to do crazy things to the microphone, like he's <laughs> screaming, like ah. Okay, Jeff. Metal method. Metal method vocal style of Jeff Tate. G Tate. Sorry. Luckily,
0: uh, the rest of you listening didn't get to see that. So <laughs> it was a vulgar display of <laughs> Microphone. Matt. All right. Moving
1: on to Mickey Rat. Yeah, wait, next, wait. next.
0: Next up on the list is Rat.
1: Not Mickey Rat, which apparently they used to be called.
0: Previously. Mickey rat <laughs> just sounds ugh. prior to that. They were called the crystal pistol with uh, a Y oh, pistol with a Y. Oh, come
1: oh, no, no, yeah. no, that's uh, bad.
0: Upon this release, a pun, that's a oh, fancy a word, right? <laughs> Get it. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> Stephen Piercy was the only member of the classic lineup. I guess he was the, uh, kind of the brainiac behind Rat but, uh, so he's like the Dave
1: Mustaine of Rat basically yeah. is what we're saying Okay, he that's,
0: he's that's the only one on this recording the, you yeah, know, this is pre-classic lineup so uh, you know we all know what Rat went on to do they put out seven studio albums all very, quite tasty yeah, very popular on and off through the years uh, especially
1: those first three though the Out of the Cellar, Invasion of Your Privacy and Dancing Undercover yes yes
0: Everything pre Way Cool Jr. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously.
0: <laughs> Seriously. So over the years they had some really good players in and out of the band. Jakey Lee, which we all you know, just
1: I know and love. Just thinking about rap with Jakey Lee would be
0: weird. Wouldn't that have been awesome no. to see? Just it'd be cool to see. To see. I wonder what it would sound
1: like. Just I to know what it'd sound like would be cool.
0: Badass. Uh, evidently it. Michael Schenker. Was uh, in there for a little while. Another Ooh. phenomenal guitar player, day. John Karabi of a uh, pseudo Motley Crue fame.
1: Pseudo, actually, come on, That's self-titled Motley Crue album.
0: Personally, musically,
1: best album of their.
0: You know, album. I hear a lot of people say that. I, I don't think I've ever listened to it.
1: Though. I hate to say it. No, nothing against Neil, but that's my favorite Motley Crue album. I hear a lot musically. of people say that. Yep. It's Which one? Very good. The self-titled one with John Carabi yeah. came out like in '94. Yeah,
0: Vince Neil was out. Oh, I haven't heard it. Oh, it's good. It's a different vibe,
1: but it's it's very it's very heavy. Huh? I highly recommend it.
0: Like uh, Carnival of Souls. I highly recommend that too. <laughs> That's another podcast. Uh, yes, at uh, Carlos Cavazo, Quiet Riot fame. Yeah, playing a little bit of guitar and uh, Jimmy DeGrasso. He's kind of been all over the place. Done, he's done a lot some of negative stuff. stuff. I think even yeah. down the road. Yeah. Uh but yeah, this song was called Tell the World, which uh later on became the title, I think, of a greatest hits album they put out.
1: Really? Interesting. Yeah.
0: Nice tie-in. Because as I was looking this up, that kept coming up and I was like, No, I don't want that. I want the song. <laughs> but I'm trying to tell you something. Look at it. Look at yeah, it. It's I'm a like, signal. Shut up.
1: It's a signal from the metal universe.
2: You need up, to look at shut it. Shutting up.
0: But yeah, rat, they were kind of in that hair metal. Frame, but they were a little bit heavier, a little bit grittier, like the uh, definitely grittier, like the early crew. Yeah, they, they had a little
1: darker, even kind of vibe. Like I mean, the crew had that gritty kind of debauchery kind of thing, but like Rat almost had like a little. Some of the melodies in the songs were a little darker to me.
0: I guess they were a little more uh, like street. Yeah, kind of. I don't, I don't know what to call
2: it—undergroundish, maybe. Yeah, yeah they just had a little
0: more, a little more
2: dirt to them. Yeah, playing in the clubs. Right style,
0: yeah. Not not quite as. I mean, uh, you know,
2: grit's probably a good word.
0: As time went on, they, they their records had a more polished sound to them, but you know, they're they're underlying. They had a little bit more grit to them. Yeah. Well, out of the
1: cellar was definitely a gritty album, front gritty. to back. It was quite tasty, like grits, but it was definitely a gritty album. I liked it a lot.
0: Well, Tony Katane was on the cover, so. And that made it all worthwhile That's <laughs> all you me, had to say Give me something to do while I listen you to That's all you had it.
1: to say That's all you had to say dude
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah To tell the world I don't know what we're going to tell them we got to tell them that uh, Look the Glad kill. they <laughs> Glad they changed their name from Mickey Rouse oh, she's bald and proof Oh wait a minute Razor sharp
1: I see you thinking. I, I, I think these guys ripped off Molly Crew.
0: The bassist actually playing an interesting bass line.
2: The go. <laughs> <For what now?
3: laughs>
2: He's got one of those voices too. It's it's yeah. very distinctive. You always know it's Stephen. Absolutely any really question that Stephen
1: you can even tell at that point the riffs and the strong song structures that kind of sounded like what out of the Cellar would be yeah that's what I was in the yeah. songwriting
0: yeah that's that's what I was saying I think Stephen Piercy actually does play guitar and was Responsible for coming up with, you know, riffs and stuff. So that might—I think—that was the the continuity factor.
1: It would seem he's done quite a good job. Because some of those riffs from out of the cellar were bad ass. All of them were actually. Some of that over and over and over.
0: Yeah, we're when that when, uh, cassette. when Jakey Lee stepped out, he was the one that was responsible for bringing uh, Warren D. Martini in. He had met him at a show. Bless you, Jakey Lee. And Warren, I guess he developed a friendship with him. But uh, isn't
1: that crazy? Just that fateful meeting, and then Warren D. Martini gets in Rat, and then it's like the rest is history. It's like just insane.
0: Yeah, because yeah, like we said, uh, when D. Martini got in, he was he was in school. He was reluctant to leave school to do the band full time. So
1: you're not gonna get nowhere with education, son. <laughs> Go be a part of a heavy metal outfit. That's right. Tell Satan I said hi while you're at it.
0: You said that band's called Rat? Yeah, you should do that.
1: Yeah. You're going to be eating them for breakfast, son. You ain't making no money out there doing heavy metal. School rock and roll, man. School of all <laughs> knocks me is what I graduated from with
0: honors. But yeah,
1: Rat. Got their Good start stuff. on the metal blade.
0: Hail the metal blade. <laughs> and next we have some uh, pre-sabotage, also known as Avatar.
1: It's a lot to remember.
0: Savitar. Savitar.
1: Avatage. Savotage. Yes.
0: Evidently yes. the uh the Savitage brothers, John and Chris. Was that your yeah. last name? <laughs> Hi,
1: I'm John Savotage. Nice to meet you. I sell life insurance. <laughs> this is my brother Chris. He works with Millie doing pasta stuff. Oh, oh guys, come on. Sav-
0: <laughs> Savitar. Sounds like a
1: Satan thing or something. Savitar.
0: Sorry, we, uh, we got to get past this? Or? <laughs> yeah, let's
1: get past this. <laughs> sorry.
0: Sabotar just touched me off for sabotage. Touched you, huh? Cross. <laughs> <laughs> so, evidently, uh, Chris and John, S- Olivia,
2: the Sabotage Brothers. Sorry.
0: I'll shut up now. Sorry.
1: Olivia, get that oh, Yeah.
0: Fidelity, they had uh, they had bands separate, and then when both of their bands broke up, they got together. They obviously had a good,
1: a good what? <laughs> a good chemistry. I'm sorry, I, just, I was about
0: to say it, and then it just goes. I was, I was up hanging the off, off the ledge, there about to die, <laughs> and you just let me hang. I right?
2: think I fucking fell. <laughs> uh, I
0: sprained, <laughs> sprained a sprained a pinky <laughs> toe. Hold on, wait a minute.
1: But it's just interesting that they were in different bands and they uh, got together in this band.
2: Yep. It worked. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> Damn PCP hacking up again. <laughs>
3: Jesus. I don't know what's happening.
1: And now for the next opener of the next episode of the <laughs> not oh, Dollar- oh,
3: oh, shit. <laughs> and Bill's
1: in tears. Worse, <laughs> oh, we missed it. Bill is so, in tears. Moving oh on. god damn
3: yeah. <laughs> So, so they uh,
0: Trying to bring <laughs> us back together here
3: Savador We're better. coming back
0: So <laughs> <laughs> They decided to form a band together They called it Avatar And then uh once upon a time There were copyright issues so they took the words savage and avatar and came up with Savatar. <laughs> <Savitar.
3: laughs> At least they took the D
0: off the end. I mean shit. Oh,
3: savitar. <laughs> oh. Shit. oh. That was-
1: okay, that's what uh we in the middle nerdery community call a rare
0: event. Bill's wiping his eyes. I think Matt's right behind him. God damn. <laughs> wait, wait, Christ. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, well, we got carried away with that. You knew <laughs> Sabotage could be so much fun. Man. I, I
3: don't
0: can... know. Maybe it was a traumatic thing after the first recording
1: stopping right around this point. Uh, I couldn't breathe.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, thank you. We needed that. We hope uh, you guys enjoyed that you. as much as we did. That was Sorry. a wonderful
0: release. Thank you. Uh, man.
3: <coughs>
0: That's a lung uh, clearer for sure. Phew. So... So, yeah, they put some uh, they put some demos out under Avatar. I couldn't find this song on any of them, but I'm uh, assuming that's, that's the same group. But uh, anyway, Sabotage, active from uh, 79 to 02 and then 2014 to present. Sabotage is uh, famously responsible for spinning off to uh, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Very cool. Of course
1: back then they had what Hall of the Mountain King, Gutter Ballet. Those are the two big ones I was
0: familiar with. Yeah, they had a lot of good a lot of good stuff. Uh yeah, they've had some, some good players in and out of out of their ranks throughout the years. Chris Caffrey, Al Patrelli, Alex Skolnick of Testament. I think Al Petrelli was in uh he did some time in Alice Cooper. Okay. And the name
1: sounds familiar. Among, i think he's done a lot of stuff
0: over yeah, the years. He has. Uh, <clears throat> and what I didn't realize Ray Gillen Evidently Nice At some point Was involved And uh, Jeff Waters of Annihilator Cool mm, That would have been An interesting combination Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Or even to hear Ray Gillen and Jeff Waters Playing together Would have been cool
0: I think uh, I actually got to see Sabotage once I think we talked about that Yeah you were, Yeah They yeah. Uh, play with Testament Yeah And Nuclear Assault I think Yeah It's wow. kind of a weird show It sounds like a
1: Definitely a diverse show yeah,
0: That was at the old Buckhead Roxy in Atlanta yeah, That was a so good one That was a good show It yeah. might have been this one
3: it's
1: A good venue too
0: <laughs> Yeah, I've got that I had that shirt Yeah maybe <laughs> Life shirt Once upon a time before I got old
2: Yeah uh,
0: Before So yeah, this track is called Octave It's an instrumental And you can tell that they were uh, They were maybe musically a little bit Green maybe no, I'm saying as compared to the other tracks on this album, oh, they were a little more focused. They were kind of pushing the musicality of it a little bit more, I think, what I'm trying to say.
1: Almost more uh, virtuosic.
0: Yeah, a little Probably. more
1: progilicious. Proglicious, Proggy? Prognis? Prognosis?
0: <laughs> progy? You're now under the progy- prognosis of sabotage. Is it octave or octave?
2: I don't Go! Know. <laughs>
0: I thought that was you doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I would have claimed that.
3: You
1: can't hear it anymore.
3: Whoa. That's That's all busy.
2: Yeah.
0: And what I remember, uh, Chris Olivia was—he was a badass on the guitar. He got killed in a car wreck. Oh, damn!
1: Major metal bummer. Yeah, you can hear the progress there.
2: Yeah.
0: It's kind of funny that they made it an instrumental though, because you—you can hear how they could have worked some vocals into it. Oh, yeah. Very easily And it's kind of weird That they would put An instrumental They're not an instrumental band But they put an instrumental On a compilation Which would gain them Larger Audience You think yeah, they'd you put they be putting something With vocals on it Where people Yeah because it. John Olivia Was a good singer
1: It is kind of a strange choice Unless maybe that was one That they were working on And they wanted to do But they didn't have vocals yet And it says Let's just go with this one Yeah
0: Could be You never know
1: Or maybe he had like You know Laryngitis on the day On studio day Or something
3: <laughs> Sorry Carl, I can't say today I'm to take a Lozenge
0: Alright Kronos Kronos That's impression
2: <laughs> It was definitely Early metal For sure Absolutely oh, yeah
0: So that leads us on to Cirith Ungol Death of the Sun That is a very cool Album cover Evidently, they took every one of their album covers. Oh, uh, it, yeah, was a, it, it was a uh, it was a series of uh, books that they took their album cover, the artwork for the book. Huh. Cirith um, Ungle was a uh, they took that from uh, Tolkien, uh, Lord of the Rings. That was the name of a uh, mountain pass. It actually cool. mentioned in a Led Zeppelin song. If you listen, I do. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Early version of doom metal. So, uh, at this point, just like a lot of these bands that were on this compilation were brand new. Um, Sirith Ungle had been around for 10 years already. Oh, wow. So they were already a, you know, fairly established Vans. band. But, uh, Brian Slagle liked them, I guess, and kind of wanted them to be a part of it. So, uh... They were originally active from '71 to '92, then from uh, 2016 until present. Well, that goes little
1: cool. '70s styles. So that's like,
0: well, you can you can I'm hear excited. that when you listen to this song. You can definitely hear that they have a little bit of more of a throwback to Old the '70s cool vibe.
2: Yeah, history. Yeah,
0: um, so their original style was kind of like a hard prog rock uh, when they put their first album out. People say that it was an early example of uh, American power metal. Hmm. In the seventies, that that would have to be an interesting take. Um. And then they kind of went on to sort of pioneer an early version of a uh, doom. So they're they're kind of they're like one of those bands that like pentagram almost. Yeah, they they kind of pioneer a lot of stuff. They never really got any fame for it. But, uh,
1: so they're kind of just one of the the markers, I guess.
0: Yeah, they're one of those bands you you got to go back and look for, but they're they're kind of like. Like what Diamond Head was, I guess, maybe, for Metallica. You know, sure. a band that nobody here really know They're an American band, Sarah Thungol, but like one that nobody knows about. Yeah. Like, unless a band like Metallica did a cover of one of their songs, and then people would go back and discover them, you know? Yeah. Kind of, so, like, an influential band that was never really popular, except for other bands. But uh, sometimes, was, sometimes those are really good ones, because then you
1: kind of find them by accident back into them later, and it's like they kind of become like a cult band almost.
0: Yeah, all oh, yeah. their uh, all their album covers are pretty damn cool because, like I said, they're they're <laughs> taken from like one series of books because yeah. evidently that's their their main influence is uh, like sci-fi, uh, Lord of the Rings kind of stuff. Oh yeah, they cool. base all their albums all their albums mm-hmm. off of that kind of thing. But
2: yeah, that's a good one for sure. It's a cool tune. Yes, let's check it out. Death of the Sun,
0: Curithengol. An interview I read said that they figured that was their biggest reason for never being popular was nobody knew how to pronounce her damn name. <laughs> <laughs> kinda got a Nazareth kinda.
1: Nice. He almost sounds like Brian Johnson like screaming. <clears throat>
0: It's got some pipes though. Yeah, he does. I, I dig it because it's it's kind of got that that '70s vibe to it, like yeah. a hard '70s vibe. Yeah,
2: I'm
0: not talking about an old man with an erection either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about?
2: <laughs> Has a little bit of a slower the music anyway, slower Motorhead to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's it's got a pretty good production to it. Yeah, like yeah, if Lemmy really had
1: chorus bass or something.
2: That's pretty fucking metal,
3: <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, they're one of the ones that uh, I'm seriously gonna go back and check out the catalog. Right? Yeah, it's just it's pretty cool.
2: For 1981, you
0: know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you can hear that 70s kind of interplay with the guitars and stuff. Oh, yeah.
0: All they needed was the nudge, man.
1: (laughs) It's kind of got that feel in a way. Like they could have been probably a great opener for the movie. Oh yeah, kind of that would have been a badass show right there. Yeah, I would like to see that. I still love this picture though. I mean, y'all check out the episodes on the on the page slash episodes. There's a picture of the album cover the song came from, and it's so fucking cool.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, that, I'd like to hang that up in my house. I would actually have like a, I would I would have like a huge print of
0: that album cover. I would hang that up. I think that's a badass looking album cover. All their album covers are like that. Pretty good stuff. So, yeah, check them out. Yes. I dig it. It's Viking Skeleton Metal. I don't know what that means. Demon Flight. So, on to Demon Flight, which is, uh... Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So, you're telling me there's a chance.
0: (laughs) Dead of the Night is the song title. Uh... Evanilli, kind of it, was a, it was a band that was kind of like thrown together by some uh, L.A. studio musicians that knew Brian Slagle. It was, it was basically from, I really couldn't find any information on them, so I think it was just kind of like... Something to fill space? I think it was they just kind of got together, put some songs together, put it on this compilation, and that, that, that was really, I think, about all they
2: ever did, as far as I can tell. Um... It definitely seems underground based on the based on the cover. Demon flight.
1: Yeah, the little I don't know what those are. Those like little
2: pictures around the edge,
1: or like artists.
0: I don't know. Like I don't know what that is, but black metal all, trading cards. All I something? can say is uh, the the vocals. Whether you love or hate King Diamond, they they. they <laughs> it's Here, like continue. a it's like a not fully realized King Diamond. Oh yeah. It's got the uh, it's got the. Pitch but not really the It's, it's like a weak King Diamond mm. hmm. And it really kills it That's Really, a shame
1: A weak it, King Diamond Yes That
0: just sounds kind of Weak <laughs> Not good so Disappointing yeah It's like well, wow weak don't, King Diamond. I got really nothing else to say about him Unless you know Other than we can Listen to it for a second And you can hear it for yourselves I that. gotta hear what a weak King Diamond sounds like It's quite freaking comical
1: <laughs> that almost sounds like something. Sounds kind of like Worseful Fade. Mm-hmm.
0: That's what I was. Or King Diamond. Musically. You know, that's why I was like trying to find more information on it because I was like, is this like some weird King Diamond offshoot or something? But.
3: A
2: <laughs> lot of effects.
0: Yeah, I can hear kind of the
1: reaching for the King Diamond. Sorry, was that was loud.
0: Especially right here. Uh, What's he doing? <clears throat> <laughs> what is
2: that? I don't. It needs to be. Uh, it's just lacking the right. You
1: right. change the production to put King Diamond actually on there, and it would sound like
2: the King Diamond. Thing. Yeah. I mean, the music's pretty yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, it's I mean, it's the music's metal, metal, pretty you know?
0: spot on. Yeah. For 81, it's it's metal. Yeah. But those we, vocals, man. Just, it's like uh, a watered-down King Diamond. And I know, I know I've talked to plenty of people who hate King Diamond, and I had a phase where I went where I like King Diamond a lot. Not so much anymore, really. Yeah, I still man. like King Diamond. But I mean, I do, but I don't, I don't seek King it out yeah. to hear it. But if it comes on, I'm not going to turn it off. I would turn that off, Demon Fly. Yeah, I yeah. would turn that off. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I know you tried,
1: but it wasn't your best, and we can tell.
0: Yeah. Well, you can tell they put a lot of effort into that album cover, so... Uh, <laughs> it's like they had one of their kids finger paint it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hey, they're on the record, man. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they made it, so... Yeah. Well, we we yeah. weren't on it, right, so...
1: yeah, yeah We were 11 year old, years old doing finger painting.
2: Moving
0: right along to one of the bands that I have uh upon looking at all of their album covers, they definitely have some of the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> they rank up there with the early Pantera. Oh my god. I mean if you, you go back, they had uh like I am the night era. They had yeah. they had three albums out all on Metal Blade, and all of their album covers are friggin' horrendous. <laughs> um, like very bad eighties. Did we even say who we're talking about? Oh yeah, pa- pandemonium! Pandemonium! Fighting um, backwards. I guess they're unique because they formed in Alaska, Fairbanks. And mm-hmm. ni- can you imagine the metal scene in Fairbanks, Alaska, in 1977? I'm gonna go with Eskimo metal <laughs> for 200 Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so they uh, they probably moved to L.A. in 1980. Where it's warmer. Uh, they were originally called Demon, and then I guess they got creative and threw the pan and the em at the end so that, that makes
1: it sound the kill demon perineum what what Wait, well pandemonium that's way too complicated pandemonium's fine should have just left it with demon or yeah. deminium I don't know deminium deminium sounds pretty good yeah that's it that looks like someone did drawings uh, is that a dude on the album cover
0: <laughs> <be a> <laughs> it looks like a dude man <laughs> Dude, man, guy, man, dude. What? Weird. how's that for a it throwback? Kind of looks like that
1: dude, Michelangelo. Guy, man, dude. Guy, man, dude. familiar look... with Guy, man, dude? Just don't look at the face. <laughs> well, it's kind of hard not to. I mean, look at that face or the hair. Anyway, it's a drawing, so it doesn't a matter. Drawing. <laughs>
0: right. They did a cover of Snowblind. Yeah, but I threw man. that in there because uh, I thought you'd like that. But a little bit know. of redemption for the. Album I haven't pulled it up to listen to it, but uh, this this tune is uh, Fighting Backwards, which I don't know what that means.
1: <laughs> it's like an early form of moshing Kind of confused.
0: Trying to, trying to spell out for people. But this is, it's a song when it, it's like as it starts out, it's just, it's like it's not bad, but it's just kind of like pedestrian, just your normal 1981 metal, I guess. Nothing really stands out. And then like by the end of it, I was actually starting to get into it. I don't know, I kind of like the... Uh, it was a grower. Yeah, they kind of had the, uh, I guess, like an early uh, precursor to kind of the, the background gang vocals of some of the thrash stuff. Mm. You know, saying fighting backwards. Gang vocals. <laughs> fighting back, Fighting
1: Mag-Mai. Shall we? Gang vocals. We
0: shall. Let's gang vocal it up. But seriously, uh, check out their album covers. <laughs> <laughs> you have some free time. This it's entertaining. Is, this is off the kill.
2: to the pend mode. Sounds like Sabbath.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's not a bad recording.
2: And now it doesn't. <laughs> over. Time has
3: just <laughs>
0: it's got a little bit more of a 70s kind of vibe to it too Yeah Yeah I can hear that I thought sure. he was saying like black leather
1: earlier Black leather
3: Fighting macros What? Me? But I know we are hope, but still
1: this, never this is like black leather almost.
3: Black leather! Yeah.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> fighting. So, anyway, you know, it's like. Fighting metal. Yeah, look at the album cover. <clears> the <throat> music's really cool. It's like I said. It's like no, it doesn't really stand out, but it's it's not bad at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. I can still. Listen, up, I can listen to it. Still, probably would have liked
2: it back then. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. This that we are. Yeah, so, that yeah, album were, cover uh, kind of disturbs me a little bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, they uh, they were together up until '89.
1: At the end of the '80s.
0: You think that at some point that we'd run across the name somehow that. Maybe they were I, too I underground. I don't remember them. So
1: maybe the only maybe they only toured during the six months of sunlight in Alaska.
0: It could be. I saw that album cover and ran the other way. I don't know. That would be the bigger reason. I think <laughs> that'd be my reason
1: for not knowing about them. I'd be scared <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and we're back to the malice. Back to Set the
0: malice. Ticky down. So yeah, you know, we've already talked about them. So there's not a whole lot to say. Uh, I guess this song the the vocals definitely. It kind of had a little bit more of a Halford kind of
1: vibe more to so it. More so than the Tate thing. on. Yeah,
0: there. yeah.
1: A little more Halfordian is what you're saying.
0: Yeah, I think he... Uh, is that a knock? I, I, I <laughs> Come in.
1: All their spirits present here.
0: It's kind of it's one of those early 80s songs where the singer was definitely, I think, overdoing it. Uh, yeah. Trying to make it happen
1: hmm let's listen to kick you down there's there's
0: one point in there where he kind of did this prolonged kind of scream thing that kind of reminded me of Dickinson a little bit yeah
1: but did he miss it completely
0: no guitar
1: Bar.
3: It's
0: kind of got like a slightly more hair metal vibe to it. Different vibes, it's just really a little bit. A little bit more rock and rolling I guess. Yeah. That's a completely different vibe than that other song, though. Yeah.
1: Well, there it comes back, but...
2: damn! Oh, yeah. Got some pipes. Right? right? That gets commitments.
3: He kind
1: of almost has sort of a Dickinson thing going on a little bit, too, with the, yeah. the aggression. Yeah,
0: like I said, later on in the song, there's a point where he hits uh, a... Yeah. He hits a screen that's definitely reminiscent of Dickinson. There's spots in it, like, all over the place, but it's funny that the singer
1: sounds less like Jeff Tate on that tune than on that other one we heard.
0: But still, listening to it this time, it's really... I still don't necessarily really hear the Halford, per se. Mm -hmm. Maybe with those upper register... Sometimes him and the Jeff Tate
1: stuff in the upper ranges kind of has some similarity, but... Yeah, I
0: hear mostly Jeff Tate with that. I guess it's just my maybe, maybe because Right was wasn't really a thing at that point, so everybody was thinking Halford. I don't true know. that might have been the easier
1: reference to make, and there are some similarities because some of the stuff Halford does has that same vibe and energy as yeah me, Jeff <laughs> Tate. So oh yeah. Do we have the closer, the big closer?
0: Well, let's let's do this before uh, we hit the big closer. Ha, 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 ha. So, the second pressing, Steeler was off because they got signed. So they brought uh, Black and Blue in with a song called "Chains Around Heaven." Uh, they formed in 1981 in Portland, Oregon. Oregon, under the uh, name Movie Star. Yeah, Black and Blue way better name than Movie Star. Yeah, they they changed that. Uh, moved down to L.A. Uh, Leather and denim look. got some people's <laughs> attention. Got signed to Geffen Records. Wow! Uh, yeah, they were active mainly eighty one to eighty nine, and then sporadically, and then evidently two thousand eight until now. Uh, they put five albums out. Oh wow! I
1: didn't know that Ace Freely used to be in Black and Blue. I know, right? It's amazing. Actually, it's the guy that wears the Ace Frehley makeup. His name is actually Tommy Thayer. That's
0: where Tommy Thayer came from, black and blue. Uh, After black and blue originally broke up, he he did some different stuff, became Gene Simmons' assistant, became their tour manager, (coughs) and then eventually in 2002 became Ace Frehley. Uh, Let's...
1: (laughs) Let's revisit this to, to clarify, because I think Adam screwed this up. It's Gene Simmons from Kiss. we got to keep it official.
0: You know, I was going to put that in there, but I can never remember if it's Gene Simmons of Kiss or Gene Simmons from Kiss. I think as long Kiss.
1: as Kiss is referenced, he gets a royalty, so just make sure there's Gene Simmons and Kiss. Just call him Gene Simmons Kiss. Let's just do that. Shorten. Kiss Gene Simmons. There we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll, and I'll, I'll, now we we'll just my made it
0: weird, but I'm sure
1: he'll be getting paid for it, so it's fine. Anyway, so,
0: uh, black and blue. So, yeah, Tommy Thayer started doing the Ace Frehley thing in 2002, and he's still there, probably making a really good paycheck. So, Ironically, he's portraying Ace Frehley from Kiss, not his real um, name. So, yeah, actually, this tune I kind of liked. It starts out, kind of got a priest kind of sound to it. Kind of had a Def Leppard vibe to me a little bit. A little Def Leppard, but like by the time it hits the chorus, it's, it's definitely, to me, reminiscent of Dokken, mm-hmm. like what Dokken was going to do. Yeah. Had a definite...
1: It was kind of at that age where it was starting, to, or that period in metal where it was starting to kind of morph into the more melodic stuff.
0: But uh, I th- I th- to me, it's a solid tune. It's I a like cool tune. It. it reminded me of like High and Dry era Def Leppard. Yeah. I mean, it's. I would have definitely been into it.
1: Oh, yeah. No doubt. Pretty cool riff, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a solid track.
1: Good opener. Almost reminds me of I don't need no doctor. Is
2: that it?
3: You got your problems and I got my share. Put them together with
0: going. Nowhere. No. I'm going to pieces it's definitely more of your uh, hot metal
2: hot metal <laughs> Hot metal
0: <laughs> I mean it's pretty good shit though. really I mean,
1: That's a cool riff
0: Yeah there's some good playing Then the chorus hits And it's friggin' all dark to me Yeah
3: Don't
1: me hear that wow. Sorry I didn't bore you all out <laughs>
3: Sorry about that
1: I forgot
3: I was lost in the black and blue moment. I'm just
0: a I mean, Man, no, come on. I mean, you put yourself in 81. You're drinking yeah. some beers with your friends. Yeah. And turn this on. Turn it up loud. it's rocking. Yeah. I was nine-year-old. Nine years old. Nine years old. Hanging out nine with year friends. Olds? If you were hanging out with nine-year-olds? What? Yeah. When I was <laughs> nine. When you are nine, hopefully. <laughs> <it was.
2: laughs>
1: Yeah, I didn't have beers a nine year olds until I could buy beer. It was later. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> as long as you qualify. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. My friend's parents bought the beer. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. I was too young. You
0: weren't trying to grow a
1: beard either, were you? No, I hadn't no. shaved for like ever right. at that point.
0: All right, so that brings us to uh, the closer. I guess the uh, we'll call it the closer. The uh, I guess kind of the mega stars from this whole thing. Metallica with two T's. Yeah, not to be confused with the Metallica <laughs> of 1T that we
1: know and love today. It was the
0: same Metallica. Or Monty Python's David Copperfield with three P's and a Q, or whatever it was. Okay. One of the T's is silent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did a version that hit the lights
1: for the Metal Massacre one. And, folks, it is not like the Kill 'Em All version. It is a very early version. It's almost kind of like a hair metal version of Metallica, I think. It's. it's, it's
0: yeah, it's definitely a little bit Metallica light, I guess. I don't, I don't know. But with but the, the holes anyway,
1: with, I mean, the whole, it's super early. But the whole yeah, no life a, leather thing was even kind of more hair y than thrash in a way, right? No, they, I don't when, think so. Well, when they started, they uh, were like an aggressive. They were, they were never hair. No, but I they would, kind of had that aggressive Motley Crue thing, and then they kind of got away from it. Like early, early. I know. On,
0: they were I know. Headfield called them in the early days. Headfield called them power metal.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah which was not you know they were trying to get away from right the not the hair metal per se but they had like
1: elements apparently before they moved well like elements on this it sounded kind of hair metalish, more so than on hit metallic. the lights like the vocals Girl, he's tripping girl if you listen to vocals on this version right. it's totally yeah, different people
0: we're gonna have to put a pause on this take matt out back and <laughs> throw a beat down on his ass pardon matt he's being an idiot at the moment. <laughs>
1: I'm just saying, this version is way more... He just sounds super young.
0: Yeah. He does. Yeah. He's, he sounds super young, and he doesn't know what he's doing. Would yeah. you at least agree Which, that there's a
1: different sensibility to this version than later versions?
2: Yeah, I don't know well, if I would course. call it hair metal. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's just, well, not it, outright hair metal, but... I mean, it's the same music. It's
1: just, it changes the whole tone of it, I
2: think. Sure, yeah, yeah. For me. Like, you can just tell it's, it's recorded in a hurry... And slapped together, and they're young,
0: they're brand new, right? So exactly. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. They don't know what they're. They're still trying to figure it out, basically. It out. You know? But yeah, I mean, it, it is definitely different than the the final "Kill 'Em All" version oh, for yeah. sure, which is way better. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Headfield kind of gets his vocals sorted out, which is the biggest influence. The, the solo was definitely different too. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, kind of like what? It was a <laughs> different thing. It's a, uh, it's cool though. It's it's cool to hear stuff like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, if you if you hear live stuff from them back then, it's it's more of I mean, It's more of like this. raw. Yeah. yeah, you know. But, um. But right, he's trying to sing way too, or not sing, but he's trying to like stretch things out way more than yeah. he did on the original album. And plus, we're like, we have the context of the ball a good one right right, right
1: yeah yeah <laughs> so
2: going back it's like
0: yeah yeah he kind of yeah he kind of he kind of toned all that down went to a more straightforward aggressive yeah. vocal approach where before you know like everything we've been listening to the vocals were kind of trying to the vocalist and all those bands were kind of trying to do something to stretch it trying to like, go somewhere stand else out with a little it. bit you know yeah. and then I think he did the right thing he brought all that back yeah and went a little bit more aggressive straightforward You know, a little less pomp, whatever. And I think, uh, obviously, it worked out. Yeah. (laughs) It
1: came from humble beginnings. But just to think, had that Metal Massacre 1 not come out, history may be very different today.
2: Absolutely. I don't know. You never know.
1: I guess in a weird roundabout way, that was sort of like an album dive. I guess it was like a compilation album
0: dive. A little bit. Fancy. Fancy, fancy. So anyway, yeah, here we go. Hit the lights. Pre kill them all.
2: With two T's.
0: With two T's. And a silent Q.
2: And four tracks. <laughs> Way faster than anything else we just heard.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, as opposed to everything we have been hearing like The riffs, you know, kind of move around a little bit. They're not so straightforward.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they definitely had a lot more energy on this. There's, there's like, more life. There's
0: more life in this.
2: Beginning of thrash. The birth of thrash.
1: The guts of the song are basically the same, though. Yeah. Really. I mean, the skeleton's not much different. The vocal change is a huge difference.
3: <laughs>
0: Sorry. <laughs> I feel like getting all Sophie. So...
2: almost doesn't sound like him, you know? Uh It's real close, in some spots. Like there? Right. That's, That's not him, but it's him.
1: Wait. I'm just trying to figure out how they transition that roof on their version of these two.
0: A solo at all? It I mean, nothing else we've heard on this compilation had lead playing like that. Nothing I mean, like
2: that. I don't know. He might. Who's doing this? Who's doing the lead? I I
0: think that's the Mustaine version.
2: okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably younger than most of the other guitarists on the.
1: Nice. Pretty damn killer version.
2: (laughs) Cool to hear. Definitely cool to hear. Most indubitably, the Metal Massacre 1.
0: Yeah, so that kind of concludes our uh, breeze through of Metal Massacre 1, which I think there's like 16 of them. Yeah, there's quite a few. So, uh... Plenty for future episodes. Yeah, Yeah, I think they get a
2: little better, a little more metal. Oh, yeah. Some thrash gets thrown in. There's a later one, I think,
1: with Slayer on one. I think Sleep is on one. So, yeah, Yeah, they get heavier and darker.
2: I
0: think Armored Sane is on the second one. It is. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. They are, I should say. Yeah. (laughs) So, so yeah, if you've never uh, dove into a lot of that old stuff, it's kind of cool to hear. Some of it, obviously, better than some of it. But But it's always
1: good to know your history. Go back and hear it and see where it all started. Exactly. If you like to
0: to hear the uh, the the proto metal, proto thrash, whatever you want to call it, I I like proto metal. Proto metal. Proto metal sounds good.
1: Maybe it's a new genre or genre, but I like proto
0: metal. Proto core.
2: Yeah.
1: Proto metal core. (laughs) proto metal massacle. Massacle. Masacle. Masacle? masacle it's a metal Massacre. metal masacle Thank it's a masacle. For listening to metal
0: masacle. doesn't sound as scary
1: as a massacre yeah. isn't a massacre kind of like a monocle that's got blood dripping from it maybe i don't
0: know possibly Massacle. i don't know
1: anyway we just massacled the <laughs> metal yeah. massacre yeah, we volume did. one
0: so yeah anyway uh we appreciate everybody listening Thank you to everyone listening. Yeah, definitely check us out. Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Give us a like, give us a review, let us know what you think, uh, any possible ideas for future episodes, all that good stuff. Or just to reach out and say hi there. Tell us we suck, whatever. It's all cool. Hello from Antarctica. (laughs) That'd be kind of cool.
1: Do we get an email from Antarctica. Yeah, that would be original. That would be original. (laughs) That's a country, right? (laughs) Or an ice cube, I'm not sure. It's cold. Yeah, it is cold there. <laughs> pandemonium. Cold, cold as metal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pandemonium. Yeah, pandemonium yeah, they'd be right at home. They, they tour there on occasion during the warm months. <laughs> in the, in spot the parking below. lot. In the, the <laughs> Chili's
0: parking lot <laughs> right. in Antarctica. Yeah, we opened for them back <laughs> in like 82. I'm was, sorry, I started that. <laughs> it was so fucking
1: cold. Jesus, I, <laughs> I gotta go warm up just thinking about it. Anyway, thank you all for listening. This has been Adam, Bill, and Matt. Metal nerdery Thank you so much. Nerd out. See you next time. Bye-bye, then. Hey, this is Matt from Metal Nerdery. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Like us. Share us with a friend. We are at Metal Nerdery Podcast. That is at Metal Nerdery Podcast. You can follow along with the show on MetalNerdery.com slash episodes. Nerd out.